to give him ultimatums and stuff, but that's what I did. Oh, uh, all the kids can be dismissed to go to Children's Church. I just, sorry, I didn't bring no candy with me to bribe y'all either. I didn't think it would work for the adults. <laughs> but I, uh, God been telling me to give him my testimony for a while now, and I kept putting him off and telling him, Lord, you know, that's pastor's time to preach up here. I don't need to give him my testimony and take time away from him. He's got a message for somebody. I said, Lord, if he wants me to give my testimony, he'll ask me. Well, last Wednesday night, he said, so how, good, how are you at speaking in front of people? I said, well, I'm okay. I can do it at work and stuff. He said, oh, so you don't have a problem speaking? I said, nah, not really. He said, okay, well, I need you to preach for me Wednesday night. <laughs> so here I am. So, you know, you can't run. Just got to go ahead and face what you're doing. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Shadrach, Neshach, and Abednego and give a little bit of my testimony on going through the fire. We're going to start with uh, chapter 3 in Daniel, chapter 3, verse 16. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to Nazareth, We do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. Well, for me, most of y'all know I went through some major, major surgery that, you know, it was life or death. God kept that from me until the time, I don't know, it was about six months after I got done with everything. Finally looked at my wife one day and I said, you know, I was on death's bed. You know, I mean, I had, my right lung was three quarters filled with fluid. I couldn't breathe anymore. And the hospital sent me home and told me that it was bronchitis. So I ended up going to another hospital that night because... The Lord rose up in me and said, if you don't go, you're going to be dead sitting in the chair. So, you know, by going through what we got to go through, we all go through fires. We all go through everything. But we got to keep our focus on God. No matter what, we got to stay focused on God. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said right there, that they're going to they're gonna serve their God who's going to save them. They're not going to bow to no statue or any other gods or anything. We're not, for me, I, I'm going to serve my one and only God. And then further down here, he put, uh, He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, Your Majesty, that that we will never serve Your gods or worship the gold statue You set up. So, I mean, that's, you know, for us, we're not going to worship any other gods because it's not going to do any good. We shouldn't go to what other people said, you know, go off of what other people said. If I don't went off of what doctors said, you know, to me, about my lungs and, you know, the other stuff. 
I wouldn't have the reports I got today. I mean, I got a clean bill of health, that my lungs are 100%, that it's full of air, it's full of everything, that there's nothing wrong with my lungs at all. You know? And that's just like, they get thrown into the fiery furnace and uh, Nebuchadnezzar tells them that they have he wants the fire turned up seven times hotter. That's like the devil on us. He's going to put it on you seven times harder when you're fighting against what you need to fight against. And the harder you fight, the more the devil's going to throw at you. But you got to stick with the Word and stay in it. I mean, in my hospital room, we had Scriptures on the wall. We had... You know, Holly would play messages all night long while I slept. Uh, it was always constantly, everywhere you turn. Even now at the house, I cannot go to sleep without listening to a CD. Either healing, preaching, it does not matter. I have a CD going all night long. Because you don't realize how much of that CD you remember when you're sleeping because it's feeding your spirit. I can wake up and I know that whole CD. And I can sit there and repeat it and it's like, how do I know it? I've been sleeping all this time. But it's in our spirit that our spirit man is listening to what's going on. So whenever they got thrown, they seven times hotter was the fire. And he had some of the... And then it goes, uh, then he ordered some of his strongest men of his army to bind them up, tie them up. So they got their hands tied tied up. They had their turbines put on them. They had, uh, they were still fully clothed. They had their jacket on and all that stuff. And they threw them in the fire. But when they threw them into that fire, it was so hot that it killed the guys that threw them in there. The servants that had to throw them in there lost their lives because the uh, the king Nebuchadnezzar was so furious and so mad at them because they wouldn't worship his idol. They wouldn't turn their eyes away from their God. And that's where we can't turn our eyes away from our God because when we do, it's going to hinder us and hurt us. And also we can't... They didn't speak no negativity. They didn't have... I'm pretty sure there was people bad-mouthing them. But they did not let the bad mouthing, the doubt, any of that interfere with them. You know, in my line, whenever I was in the hospital, you know, the doctors would come in, they would say this. Me and my wife was there the whole time. If I didn't say it, she said it. No sooner than that doctor spoke something negative out of his mouth, not me in Jesus' name, not him in Jesus' name. You know, we kept it. This is what God's Word is. I am healed by His stripes. And that's where we stood at. And, you know, as I went through everything on that, there was never a doubt in my mind that I wasn't going to be healed. That I had to fight for it every day. I'm still fighting for it. I mean, the devil's still hitting me. I still, I still have some issues. But I got to stay strong in the word. 
and know what God said. I lost my place here. I guess I was on verse 24 here. But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and excitement to his advisors. Didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did. They replied, look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire, unashamed, I mean unharmed. And for the and the fourth looks like God. So when we, when you was in when they was in that fire, God had sent an angel down or God was in there because it says angel later on in there. But they was protected because they didn't have no doubt. They didn't have no worry on what it was going, what was going to happen to them? Like they told Nebuchadnezzar in the beginning of the story that they wasn't going to serve his God, even if it did mean that they was going to burn to death. You know, they knew their God was going to save them, but if they died doing doing that, they was fine with it because they knew where they was going. They did not have to. They didn't worry about. Oh, if I do this, I'm going to get thrown in there. Am I going to live or not? You know? And then our lives, you know, we get doctor's reports all the time, just like Miss Teresa's doctor's report. They gave her six weeks, six months, something like that. She stands, she's sitting right there. If she'd have took that doctor's report and went with it, it's the same report that was right here. If Shadrach, Neshach, and Abednego would have took the report that they knew was going to happen, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have survived either. But by not not letting the devil get into your head, not letting the devil get in your thoughts and your and all that, and not speaking nothing bad about yourself, and also you got to watch who you tell is the biggest thing, because people that you tell there was. My own family members, I didn't tell some of everything that was going on because I didn't want it. Well, if it's God's will, well, it ain't God's will. It's it is God is our healer. It ain't His will. We're already healed. That's what He died on the cross for. You know, was for our healing. It ain't if it, it's His will. It's our will. And you know, so we had to keep. I had to keep stuff away from them so that I didn't have the negativity spoke against me that everything that was spoke out was helpful and uplifting and positive. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. You know, because if we get any of that negativity in our life, it is going to bring you down. And it's going to put... It's going to... Get your, it's going to get you off focus of what you need to be focused on. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So he called them out of the fire. He, couldn't, he got as close as he could, but he couldn't get to that door. Because I imagine his two servants that he, that he had to use to throw them in there was still probably burning still right there by the door. Who knows? But when they, come, they came out, when they came out, their clothes didn't have one bit of smoke smell on them. Not one burn on them. The only thing that was burnt was the ropes. That was it. Nothing else was burned on them. And they didn't have no smell of smoke or anything on them. So then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then he, then the higher officers, and uh, officers, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their head was singed, and their clothes was not scarred. They didn't even smell like smoke. Then Nebuchadnezzar said. Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent His angel to rescue His servants who trusted in Him. They defied the king's commands and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any god except their own. Therefore, I make this decoration. If anyone or whatever their race or nationality or language speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will, be, they will be torn limb from limb and their houses would be turned into rebel, into heap, into heaping rebels. There is no other God who can rescue like this. So, they even changed Nebuchadnezzar's mind. Once he seen how, how hot that fire was and that they was able to stay in there, his mind was changed. His life was changed. So that's just like us. When we're going through our battles and we're fighting the fight that we need to fight and the fire, no matter how hot it gets on us, we got to stay looking ahead at the outcome. Because while you're going through that fight and you're walking your path, you're going to have people talk about you. You're going to have this talk about you. But you got to stay focused and stay looking forwards on what your goal is. Where you want to go. Because if you look back, you don't know whose lives you have touched. You don't know where you touch lives at. I mean, the nurses in the hospital that we had, we had one come in our room. She said, man, I just love coming in your room every night. And I had a guy next door that was a pain in the rear. And 
She goes, I love coming in your room at night. It smells so good in here. It's so peaceful in here. It's so calm in here. You know, and that that was a good thing. I mean, I for left out a part. You know, I had chest tubes put in, and I had two of them in my side, and then they had they put one in my back at first to drain the fluid out. Well, when they went in with the chest tubes, they say that is the most painful thing there is that I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Uh, they just set me down, told me to turn around, look at my wife. They've stuck one little tube in. It was a little bitty tube. Stuck it in, and they drew out. They tried to draw some of the fluid out. Well, it was too thick, too infected. It wouldn't come out. So they said, we got to go sterile. I said, okay, whatever. You're going to have to lay down on your side. And Holly had to leave the room because they needed the room to be all sterile. Well, about 15 or 20 nurses walked in, walked into my room. And I just kind of looked, and they all lined up on the wall, and I'm just looking at them like, okay, you know, what's fixing to go, go on here because I don't have a clue. And so he gives me a little numbing medicine. They cut me open right there. You know, they have the guy that's holding the uh, uh, ultrasound machine so that they can see where they need to go with the fluid. Well, they started putting this chest tube in and pushing it in, and I just laid there. And I didn't move, I didn't scream, I didn't holler. I didn't feel a thing. And the the nurse comes over and she picks the blanket up. She goes, you're still awake? I said, yeah. And she goes, you didn't scream, you didn't kick. You didn't holler. That's what we're in the room here for, is to hold you down. She said, most people move, they kick, they scream, they holler. We're here to hold you down, to restrain you, to get this chest tube in, because it is very painful. But our God is so big and so wonderful, and we have so many people standing for you and with you that He can take the pain away that you don't even feel it. I mean, the only thing I felt was the pressure relieving off of my lung when they, when they would come in, the fluid leaving. And that was a wonderful feeling. But, you know, when you got stuff, when you're going through it, you got to have your team there. You know, as y'all, y'all stood and prayed for me that day, that was when I was getting that first chest tube in, all the little kids were lined up here at the altar praying for me. And that means a lot to me. Them kids mean everything to me because I don't know what I'm touching with them kids. But for them kids to love me that much that they was up here in front of all of y'all worshiping God and praying for me, that meant the world to me. And that's a lot of what got me through my circumstances was the prayers and what what these kids, how they look up to me in Holly. Because I never want to leave them astray. We do everything we can to teach these kids everything they need to know and to love Jesus. 
And I know for me and Holly, we appreciate the parents that bring their kids to church. To us, we love y'all's kids. <laughs> we know. But, you know, that that meant so much to me with for them kids to be here. It was like, hey, I got to get back. I got to get back. If they would have let me come with the chest tubes in me to church, I'd have been here at church. There was times that my wife made me stay at home because I was coming to church. You just got out. I'm coming to church. I, I want to see the kids. I need to get fed. I'll stay in church. I don't have to go in class. But, you know, I missed my family. I missed seeing my family and being where I needed to be at. Because when you're going through them battles, this is the place you need to be. I'm trying to let my nerves get calmed down. Because I am way out of my comfort zone. <laughs> That's just like my lung doctor when I finally did get to go back and see him for my final thing. Because it was like two months after I did my lung test that I got to go see him. When I walked back in there, you know, the look on his face was like, he, he told me that the only thing that he could see wrong was that my lung was a little stiff from the, from the scar tissue, he said. I said, well, it ain't even going to be that. I said, because it's 100%. I said, when, when I leave here, you're not going to see me again. And he's like, well, you're, you're free to go. I said, well, I appreciate that, and I will see you later. You know, because... And then, you know, the devil's hit me with some more stomach issues, you know, and this and that. And the doctor I got, I like him. He prays for me every time that I go and see him. You know, and he's like, I got to tell you this because I am the doctor, so I got to tell you this. But I know where you're standing. You know, he don't put it on you as this is what it is. You know, I just got done. I just got released from him too because he told. You know, they said it was a gastro gastroparesis or something like that. It's something to do with a nerve that your stomach won't digest your food, so it just builds up in your stomach and it won't. It rots in your stomach basically, and. You know, he's like, well, you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do that. You're going to have, you know, basically, you're going to have to start eating blended up food. Already processed food. Cut out all your fat. I said, okay. Well, the first week was a liquid diet that he put me on. Come to find out, it was only supposed to be for a day or two, not a whole week. <laughs> That's why I lost so much weight in the first week, you know. But the... It gave me the stuff to do, and I followed it. I did what he asked me to do, but I still eat my steaks. I still eat my my meat, my fatty stuff, because I'm not going to change my total diet because of what he said. I'm going to do what I still can do. There is certain things that I've learned 
that my body does not like right at this moment that I stay away from, but I am going to get back to eating everything that I want to eat. Because, you know, like I said, we still got our walk to walk on. We still got our fight to fight. And that's about everything I got. (laughs) Miss Justine, do you have anything? Praise the Lord. Wasn't that wonderful? I tell you, God is so good. He's so good. And I don't have anything to add to it. I just thank God because He's working. You know, it's so wonderful when you're a body of believers that you don't have to fight alone. I mean, I'm just so grateful because we love Michael. And I tell you, when you see those little kids, they just run up to him. They love him. And I tell you what, you go say, if you're looking for people that you can trust and you see them little kids running up all over them and loving them, you can know there's something there. They know the Spirit of the Lord. So, praise God. Well, I don't... I don't know, Billy, if we have any of the confessions that Pastor Randy ends with. Do you have those? Oh, great. Okay, well, I'll say that, and then we'll do our confessions, and we'll be dismissed. Now, may the Lord bless you, and may the Lord keep you, and may the Lord make His face to shine upon you, and may the Lord be gracious unto you and give you His peace. May you walk in the joy of your salvation. May every sickness and disease be conquered and destroyed in your body. May you recognize that your enemies have already been defeated before you and that God has already prepared the way that you consider impossible, for nothing is impossible to the God that you serve. Your tomorrows are going to be your best days because God is your Father and no good thing will He withhold from those that diligently seek Him. Father, we ask that You give unto Your servants that with all boldness we may speak Your Word by stretching out Your hands to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of Your holy servant Jesus. We leave tonight covered by the blood, empowered by the Word, anointed by the Holy Ghost, and encamped about by angels. Praise God.